What's good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of 9-Minute Big Life Mindset. Today, you're going to hear about the time I did the running of the bulls in Pamplona, Spain, and got through that injury-free, yet somehow managed to end up with a lifelong scar on my face. Hmm. All right, let's go. Now, before anyone gets their undies in a twist, my reason for going to the bull run was to get as far out of my comfort zone as I could possibly get. And not the actual bullfighting, if that's what you want to call it, um, that happens after that event. I didn't go to the bullfight. It's definitely not my thing. I wasn't interested in seeing these things massacred for entertainment. I get the double standard, but let's just move on. Alright, so at the time, Debbie and I are doing our OE and we're living in Yorkshire, which is in England, and I make my way down to London, where I've joined a tour group called PP Travel, which kind of stands for Pro Party Travel, which should give you some kind of indication as the type of atmosphere that we're all looking for. What's cool is that everybody there is on a similar wavelength. We're all going to the running of the bulls, we're all broke as, uh, and we're all looking for a good time. Simple enough. It takes about a 15-hour, 16-hour drive from London to Pamplona. feels a bit longer, but you go uh, end up going overnight, so it's, it's quite cool. And then you get to the campgrounds, which is about half an hour outside of the town of San Fermin. Now, that environment there, the atmosphere is just absolutely pumping because, like I said, everybody's on the same wavelength. But you end up going early to bed because you know the following day it's, it's game time. So you wake up early in the morning and then you have breakfast, jump on these buses and then you head into into Pamplona. Now you get there and it's about, you know, it's about seven o'clock in the morning. It's There's loads of people there and they're all dressed in white and red, white shorts, white tops, red scarves. Most people are foreigners. You start making your way into the square, this plaza, and the tension is tangible like you're looking around and there's the nerves it's just incredible there's a lot of false bravado there as well like you see quite a few guys you know trying to be the man or trying to talk themselves up but you can it's so easy to see through it's crazy it gets really packed out so you can barely move and then at about 8 a.m you're waiting for these two rockets to go off Now, the first one tells you that these bulls, there's a half a dozen of them, have been released from the pens. The second one is that they're on the streets. And when you hear that second one, it's all on. Now, it's only 875 meters from start to finish, which is about three minutes in distance. But once those bulls make their way into the crowd... It is absolute carnage. Now, you're running down these streets, but the fear is just everywhere and primal instincts kick in and charity just goes out the window. You know, you you can't actually run the whole distance in front of the bulls. They're too fast, there's too many people and the streets are too narrow. At one stage, I'm running and I see these two guys in front of me and one of them grabs the shoulder of the other guy and pulls him down to save himself. It's that kind of situation. For my efforts, I make this mad scramble and I, after I get out of the way of the bulls, I try, well, kind of as I'm trying to get out of the way of the bulls, I 
try and squeeze into this narrow door well, which is kind of designed for two people. But there's at least me and 15 other people trying to squeeze in there as well. A break off again after the bulls have gone and you charge into the stadium. And there's like these other much more timid ones that they use to help shepherd those bulls. So there's another kind of six in, the, in that follow behind with blunted horns. When I get into the stadium, I am just paralyzed with fear. As my brain starts to understand this experience that I'm going through, I am so scared that they have these other more timid bulls now moving around in the stadium and everybody's touching them as they run by. I can't even lift my arm up to touch one of these things. That's how scared I am. And I've done heaps of crazy shit in my life. Eventually, my brain says, it's had enough. I'm tapping out. So I climb over the fence, sit in the stadium, and I have this massive adrenaline dump. I start, take to, uh, I start to take stock of everything that's happened in that last hour, and I'm exhausted right down to my core. I start to think about, literally, from the tip of my toes to my hair, am I hurt? Am I injured? How am I not hurt? But there's nothing. I'm just really tired. I've managed to escape that most intense sensation of fear without a single scratch on me. The best way to celebrate? Sangria. (laughs) Now, if you don't know what sangria is, it's the devil's poison. Get yourself some of it. Anyway, after the event, you go into the town and the town's partying, which is exactly what I do. I managed to lose all the people that I've gone in there with, but I do know that at uh, 7 o'clock at night, I have to be back at a certain point to catch the bus back to the campground. I get there after a, a whole day of just partying with the locals, and it's such a cool time. I managed to get back on the bus. The partying continues, get back to the campground, more of the same. Um, there's also like this Nadal Federer tennis match on. It's one of those classics. Um, so there's a lot of eyeballs engaged. Now, about now is when I should have made the decision, the very wise decision, to go to bed. You know, have you ever had those nights where you think, this is the right time to call it a night? But for whatever reason, lack of judgment, peer pressure, intoxication, you just don't. Well, this is going to be one of those nights. So I'm chilling out with a few others and we're drinking in this main area when a fellow Antipodean from Australia climbs onto one of those A-frame picnic tables that you see everywhere and he starts dancing on the table. Then he begins picking up cans from that table. Some of them are empty, some of them are unopened and he starts throwing them at anyone in sight. That happens maybe five or six times, and I see a couple of girls you know, scurrying away from this clown as he continues his performance. And I think, fuck this, I'm not going to put up this. So, being the hero, I run over the 20 or so metres, get one foot on a chair and get horizontal as I tackle this guy through the air and onto the ground. We both land in a heap, and as we're on the ground, before I even lift my head up, I ask if he's okay. Because suddenly I'm thinking, oh man, I hope I haven't really hurt this dude. 
as he starts to say he's fine, I lift my head and then I see this look on his face and he's worried and he says, mate, you've got blood pissing out of your face. Now, if you've ever had face or head cuts, you'll know that they bleed really easy, especially when the blood is more sangria than anything else. Sure enough, as a reward for my drunken heroism, I've managed to crack my face on the concrete and given myself a scar on my forehead that I now get to keep as a treasure for the rest of my life. <laughs> what a trip. Okay, so thanks everyone for joining me for that episode. I really hope you enjoyed that story. If you are enjoying these, please don't forget to click follow so you get the latest, but also share these with your peeps. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. My handle is big underscore life underscore mindset. That's big underscore life underscore mindset. And I look forward to catching up with y'all again soon. All right, peace out.